Hey y'all, you're listening to Iker Tales. Whether you're on my blog, camilleiker.com, or anywhere else, welcome. I talk about life, tarot, astrology, I read micro stories and poems, or whatever else I feel like doing. This is a calm, gentle space in a world of chaos, so I hope you enjoy it. half of this episode of Iker Tales, I'm going to talk about shame. I know maybe not the most exciting or positive topic, but that's probably why I wanted to talk about it. I've experienced a lot of shame in my life that stemmed from a myriad of places. Religion, my body, school, behavior in relationships, and probably many more I'm accidentally or purposefully forgetting. I assume most people have felt shame at some point, but I don't think a lot of people talk about it openly in the way I'm going to do it, so I thought I'd give it a try. In my first episode, I talked about how I went from thinking of conflict as impending doom to a tool for progression. Shout out to Brittany, my therapist. Shame. While being just as insidious and painful as conflict, I realized it came from a different place. I'll use the example of a real friendship I had. I had this friend, and we were great friends. We went everywhere together. We told each other our deepest, most embarrassing secrets, and we had genuine love and respect for each other. But also, I behaved badly in this friendship. I behaved in a way I can now see was a cry for help and an indication of deeper concerns with my mental health. However, this doesn't change the fact that I'm responsible for my actions. We're all responsible for our actions. So, I behaved badly. I was a bad friend. I was a bad friend on multiple occasions in different ways. Looking back, I have a lot of shame when it comes to this friendship. We're no longer friends, which I understand, But sometimes I feel the urge to call them, you know, just call them up and be like, hey, I'm sorry I was a bad friend. I've grown as a person and I still love you and I miss you. But you know what? That apology, as well-intentioned and honest as it is, it isn't for them. It's for me. This person has moved on with their lives. They're doing cool stuff and I hope they have good friends around them. And I'm someone who couldn't be that for them. And sometimes I'm ashamed of that. Sometimes I'm ashamed of my past behavior because I feel like I've progressed so much as a person since then, and I want to show them this new version. I want to show them I'm capable of evolving, and I'm capable of being a good friend now. But let's be honest, that was like a decade ago, and part of growth is accepting the mistakes you've made, however ugly and shameful, and saying, yeah. I did that. It was bad. And now I'm going to be better. The last thing I'll say about shame is that I spent a lot of time in and out of therapy grappling with the shame as it relates to who I am as a person. I felt like doing those bad things made me a bad person. I know we've all heard, you aren't your past mistakes, but I didn't find that quote helpful or actionable, and I still don't. Here I am, acknowledging the things I have done in my life, and I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that someone 
maybe multiple someones is out there with that being their impression of who I am. And that's hard. That's really hard. I don't want to be remembered for that. But, and I'll talk about this more in a minute, a big part of healthily processing shame is to sit in the sadness and the guilt. Some people call this grieving, basically. Don't let it consume you, but sit with it and honor it and say to yourself, this makes me sad. I'm really sad about this. Whether or not I was a bad person then is arguable, but all I can control is who I am now and what I'm doing in this moment. And in this moment, I'm not a bad person. episode, I'm going to talk about a cousin of shame and a sister of conflict, which is accountability. I say cousin because accountability and shame of the same grandparents, which are guilt and sadness. I say sister because accountability and conflict have the same parents, which are fear and disgust. Let's start with my definition of accountability which is when a behavior is being acknowledged by all parties. Now, that could be a party of one, two, or ten, but full accountability doesn't happen until everyone in the room, everyone who participated in the behavior, acknowledges that it happened. Some people will say accountability doesn't happen until the behavior is acknowledged and changes moving forward. But I think that's two separate actions. They're both imperative for maintaining healthy relationships and just being a better person, but I think they're different things. For instance, I'm really good at saying to myself, hey, you're doing this thing and that's not good. (laughs) I tell myself that all the time. I excel at calling myself out and people always say that's the first step to change, right? Just acknowledging something isn't right is a big part of the battle, but it's part of the battle. And there's plenty of other parts that need to get done as well. I really want to hone in on holding yourself accountable because that's one of the most important things you can do for yourself and we can only control ourselves. Also, if you want to practice holding other people accountable, do it for yourself first. Something low stakes for me lately is organizing. I'm reorganizing the house. I'm like getting new furniture and moving around or getting rid of old furniture. And also, let me tell you, I had no idea what was in the kitchen. (laughs) I've lived in the same house for five years, and I thought I knew what was in the kitchen, but, you know, I didn't. (laughs) So now I need to go through all this stuff I forgot I had in the pantry and the lazy Susan and the cabinet way in the back where I never go because it's a hassle to even get back there, and I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to do any of that. I want to sit on the couch and read and write all day long every day. To hold myself accountable for my time, I've come up with a system I only deviate from when I'm really annoyed with it. Basically, I clean and organize for 20 minutes. Then I take a 10 minute break. Then I do 30 minutes of cleaning. Then I take a 15 minute break. I cycle through that until I get a good chunk of work done every day. Again, this is super low stakes, 
but it's excellent practice for bigger or more complex things. Like, hey, self, I've noticed I'm not exfoliating my hands as often as is necessary for my skin. Let's work on exfoliating for five minutes every three to four days. Or, hey, self, I've noticed I'm calling or texting my ex, and I would love to stop that. Let's work on ways you can use that time differently. Just like conflict, accountability can be used as a tool for progression. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or whoever else did something you didn't like is a bad person. It just means, okay, let's acknowledge this. Now what? That's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening to Iker Tales. I'm posting episodes every Thursday moving forward, and I try to update my blog once or twice a week. So if you want to check out CamilleIker.com, that'd be great. In next week's episode, I'm diving back into a tarot session, so stay tuned for that.